0: This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and you are listening to, you're not going to believe this, number 73 of Against the Grain Podcast.
1: Welcome to Against the Grain Podcast Podcast. with Dr. Chad Edwards, where he challenges the status quo when it comes to medicine. Medicine. We get into hot topics in the medical field with real stories from real patients to help you on your way to a healthy lifestyle. lifestyle. Get ready, because we're about to go. go. Go against the grain hello hello everybody we are cardiovascular and spectacular here today with dr chad edwards how are you doing
0: <laughs> i'm great <laughs> I, did, I didn't you know i doing the little intro thing i was like oh we got to break this up this is getting boring <laughs> so we are here
1: dr chad edwards he is uh the founder of revolutionhealth.org that's and a website that's a website and uh he also uh he he's written a book revolutionize your health with customized supplements and he served in the u.s army um he's a man of many traits and he is just really a beautiful man to be honest <laughs>
0: but, but i pay you to say that yeah yeah <laughs>
1: um no uh beer we, goggles we, we, so <laughs> we we are here Um, on the podcast today we talk about against the grain topics if you will Um, things that really showcase why dr edwards believes that 80 percent of medical recommendations are crap okay essentially pure pure crap Crap. yeah and that's a technical measurement of pure crap Um, but uh, what are we talking about today dr edwards in terms of uh, this subject
0: yeah so We obviously, you know, a few podcasts ago, we had one on, we did a kind of this intro on cholesterol and my opinions about cholesterol. And in our clinic, we do a lot of lab work to help us understand our patients underlying physiology. And I get the, the, uh, I'm I'm making a change in in labs, but the, the current lab that I use has these colors for green, yellow, and red on each one of your lab results. So for example, your total cholesterol, if it's below a certain number, it'll be green. And if it's, you know, so like, let's say LDL, low density lipoprotein. So uh, that if it's less than 100, it's green. If it's 100 to 130, it's yellow. If it's above 130, it's considered red. Now, when you look at the, the cholesterol, um, you know, the national cholesterol education panel, there were recommendations on the management of cholesterol and these have been updated, but uh, ATP3 is the, is the one that, that I, I used for so many years. And not everyone with a cholesterol of 131 needs treatment, even by those guidelines. Now, I would argue that uh, most of them don't need specific treatment uh, to lower their LDL regardless. Uh, but it's, so it's, it's divided up into the categories. And so these patients will come in and they'll say, oh, that's red. Uh, I, I, we got to fix that, and uh, I, I got to kind of calm you know talk them off the ledge a little bit and say, "You know what you're not going to die. it's just because this one lab is not is, is red doesn't mean you're going to die. I'm not that concerned about it, uh, but here's what it means, and all of those parameters are important factors, but many of them just tell me about the patient, and we don't treat numbers we treat. And it's one of the ways that we're different. And more importantly, you don't just treat one number. Exactly, exactly. So what I wanted to do today is just kind of give a rundown on some of the uh, lipid particles, the cholesterol particles, the lipoprotein particles, and how we measure them and what they mean, and maybe a little bit about not necessarily how we're going to treat them because that's a very, very individual um, individual issue. And one of my good friends is one of my patients. And, um, he, uh, he, he came in this week and I, he, he listens to most of the podcast. So I think he's one of like two listeners. So he listened to most of the podcast. So if you're listening to this, uh, you know who you are. My mom's um, the other one. Is she, yeah. but you pay, we pay her yeah, too. So yeah. I mean, you know, what are you gonna do with that? Uh, so, um, you know, my, uh, my good friend that's worried about your cholesterol, you know who you are um, this is for you. So, um, you know, he, uh, he came in and was worried about it. So I figured, Hey, let's, let's talk about this and let's, uh, you know, for, for patients that get your labs and whether it's in revolution health and wellness clinic, or you go to your other doctors and what, what are we really assessing with your cholesterol? Okay. So, so
1: let's, let's start first and foremost, what is the standard cholesterol and lipid uh, lab? Yeah, what is
0: so, that? so you go to your regular primary doctor, uh, internist, whomever, and they say we're going to check your cholesterol, and you can get that done for very cheap. If you're paying more than fifteen dollars for that test, you're getting ripped off. Uh, and there are some labs that will really bend you over and rip you off. Uh, true story. Um, uh, so, the uh, the standard lipid profile consists of uh, basically five labs, and the first one is your total cholesterol. Total cholesterol is directly measured. So they will measure your total cholesterol and give you a, a, a number, you know, 200 or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, the second one is LDL. Uh, let me back up. The second one is HDL, which is high density lipoprotein and manufactured in your body. Um, and it carries certain things around. And, uh, and we believe that there's some correlations with your overall lipid health, metabolism health, liver health, Based on HDL levels um, and lower HDL is thought to be uh, bad. Now, I'll, I'll sideline for one second. I had a patient that came in that had been using anabolic steroids, so got them out of his gym. And you know, he's n- not legal, uh, not healthy, uh, but was doing some bodybuilding competitions. And he came to me because he wanted help in getting off of them, and he wanted to do that in a healthy way. So how do, how do we do that? And all those kinds of things. So his initial labs, his HDL was 18, incredibly low. Uh, now we got him off of his steroids and, um, I mean, his, everything looks fantastic. I was so proud. His testosterone level was great. 1300 naturally. Uh, so hadn't been on any, uh, any testosterone, no supplements, no nothing, excuse me, for over two months and his testosterone levels look amazing. So I was very happy. Good grief. Got the hiccups. Very happy with that. Um, I remember when I got back from Iraq, you know, we do these pre-deployment physicals, post-deployment physicals, and you have to have this periodic health assessment and all these different things that you got to do. And one of my guys, you know, I worked with special operations. And so one of my guys, um, when we were deployed, uh, had, had been using some, uh performance enhancing substances and he came back we came back and I got his cholesterol and I was like dude your HDL is 10 how much and I mean he's a pretty muscular guy pretty fit guy and I was like okay how much were you juicing and he just kind of ducked his head a little bit and mm. you know, but, mm. because that's jacked up I mean that's really low and so inappropriate use of hormones and specifically anabolic hormones testosterone is half androgenic half anabolic so the anabolic hormones are are more so uh, have an effect on that Um, but they can be extremely detrimental to your overall health Uh, I don't recommend those they're you know of course they're illegal but I just see problems with them you get bigger thicker muscles and all that stuff but it is not healthy to do that period so You get the HDL. Low HDL levels generally would say are unhealthy, um, and we measure those directly as well. Most labs will directly measure those triglycerides, uh, and so we're directly measuring uh, these these triglycerides in your blood. uh, And you know we want them. You know lower is generally uh, better. And I like a fasting triglyceride level of less than 100. If you're non-fasting, I like them less than 150. Um, and then we will, most labs, many labs, I should say, uh, will calculate your LDL and they will use what's called the Friedwald equation. And they're determining what your LDL is based on your total cholesterol, your HDL and your triglycerides. Your LDL and your HDL and your total cholesterol are really unimpacted by what you ate that day. Your triglycerides, on the other hand, are not. So most of the time when you're getting your cholesterol tested, they'll say, we, we need you to be fasting. And that's because triglycerides change based on what you ate that day. And since you're calculating your LDL, it's going to change your LDL result on your lab. It doesn't actually change it. It changes the equation. With the labs that I use, we directly measure LDL so it doesn't impact in the same way. And for some patients, we may even want to get a non-fasting triglyceride to see, you know, how do they look? How are they handling their food and and those kinds of things, but I can still get an accurate representation of their LDL because it's not calculated.
1: And that's been my biggest hurdle in getting my lipid profile um, is, is fasting before going in and getting it. Right. So if you came to revolution, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Not for that. I think, I think all the, all the listeners, including my mom, uh, just heard me become a patient of revolution health. There you go. All right. So, so who, who does this affect and who should be getting, uh, the, this lab done?
0: Well, you know, they would argue there's, uh, there are some recommendations for who needs to get cholesterol tested and, you know, your average, you know, 20 year old does not need to go just get their cholesterol tested. I, I just don't see any evidence uh, to substantiate that. Now, with that being said, Patients come to see us because they feel bad. They want to perform better. They want to do better. They want to sleep better, those kinds of things. And I think cholesterol, even though I don't believe cholesterol causes heart disease, it doesn't, even though it doesn't cause heart disease, it does give me an idea about their metabolism and what's going on with their physiology. You know, cholesterol, you know, when their cholesterol or I'm sorry, when their triglycerides are 300, then the first thing I'm going to look at is blood sugar how are they handling their blood sugar what are their insulin levels what's their hemoglobin a1c because your body processes you know what you eat and it has to do with the uptake and the processing and the metabolism all of those things so to me it's an incredibly valuable marker but not in the way that I was traditionally trained i want to understand that patient's biochemistry how are they performing so it's a part of the picture. Now in our lab, that, so you'd ask, what's the traditional cholesterol? So that's the traditional cholesterol panel. But I think we need more information than that. And so we'll go into lipid particles. And so we want to break down. We want is that good, healthy LDL? Is it good, healthy HDL? And those kinds of things. And there are all different types. And now we won't go into detail. We couldn't. We can on another podcast. But uh, I will measure things like. Uh, small, dense LDL. So the LDL, we want it large and fluffy. We don't want it small and dense has to do with how your body is processing that LDL, how long it's staying in the circulation, how long it, or is it being taken up by the LDL receptor and incorporated into the liver and tissues and those kinds of things? Uh, How long is it circulating? So how susceptible has it been to oxidative uh, damage, inflammation, and glycation, which I would argue are the biggest contributors to cardiovascular disease. Uh, And we can actually measure oxidized LDL, which is a great marker for uh, risk for cardiovascular disease. And there's a lot of information about that as well. So we can measure those things. And then we can measure uh, your LDL particle number, how many of them, you know, your cholesterol is a measurement of weight. So it's milligrams per deciliter kind of thing. Uh, So, you know, you want to know, uh, I have a ton of bricks. Well, do you have 2,001 pound bricks, or do you have two 1,000 pound bricks? You know, you don't know. It's just, you know, that's what it is. So when you're cholesterol, that's what you're measuring. So many times you want to know the number of particles. Then you want to know are they large and fluffy, are they small and dense, are, um, you know, those kinds of things. So we can get a breakdown, a much better assessment of what does this look like. And again, that's an indicator of their underlying physiology.
1: It kind of makes you wonder what weighs more a ton of LDL or a ton of HDL. It makes you it, a, a ton of feathers. A ton of uh, okay. Um, so 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 you get this you get this profile okay. And uh, you said there's a, are they more advanced profiles or is the lab that your clinic particularly uses a little bit more advanced and you get those additional markers?
0: Well, you can get them from a number of different labs. There's okay. different technology through which they you can use. Uh, they use centrifugation, They use NMR. There's all different testing modalities, and none of them have. Uh, to this point, have shown to be clearly the best. Okay, And this is advanced testing. Uh, Not everyone needs to do this. You don't need to do this for your annual physical. I use it because I am looking at that patient's overall health. And it's telling me much more than just your cholesterol level. Okay. And so you get this lab back. And
1: what, as a physician... What are you commonly doing or recommending?
0: Well, I've, I've got a, a full lab panel that I go through. And so my buddy that came in the other day, and he's, he, now he does have a, um, well, so he was saying, I am so concerned about my LDL. I'm, I'm, I'm just worried about my LDL. Now you look at the guy, he's got a, a, a great BMI, he's very lean, uh, muscular, uh, he's you know, right about 50 years of age. Um, he doesn't smoke uh, doesn't drink an excessive amount of alcohol. He's very fit and active. Um, all of his other, uh, markers look good. His inflammation looks good. His blood sugar handling looks good. Uh, all of those things. And when we look at cardiovascular disease, we're talking about inflammation, oxidation, glycation. So those three things, which interestingly, many of the problems that we see, the aging of skin tagging on to the last podcast that we did, um, those are some of the major players in in the uh, destruction of skin or the aging of skin same thing happens on the inside inflammation oxidation glycation the only difference in the skin is sun exposure well you can't get a sun exposure on the inside of your arteries Uh, so these processes are detrimental to our health and increase our aging so his His hemoglobin A1C looks great. He handles his blood sugar very well. His insulin levels are low. Um, His inflammation markers are very low. We do a specific test called a phospholipase A2, which is a blood vessel specific inflammatory marker, only test FDA approved, looking at risk for stroke. Uh, So we can measure all of those things. And there are things that we can do uh, to mitigate risks if they're, if they're elevated. But so for him, everything looks fantastic, but his LDL is high. Now the other piece of that is he does have a strong family history of cardiovascular disease, and we have to be careful with that as well. So you can't, you know, just ignore. Everything else looks great. Family history sucks. Uh, everything else looks great. So don't worry about it. But um, you know, I'm like, okay. So what are we going to do about this? We want to lower your overall risk, but you know, and, I, and we, we've talked about this a little bit before. Understand that cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. When we have done studies looking at lowering cholesterol, patients that have elevated cholesterol, we give them some kind of medication, not a statin. So it could have been niacin, the fibric acid derivatives, any of those other um, studies. Zetia was one that was, uh, or azetamib. Those were all studied. None of them showed reduction in events. Nobody, you didn't save any lives by lowering cholesterol. And those things do lower cholesterol. But you didn't save any lives, didn't prevent any heart attacks by, used, by lowering cholesterol with those medicines. And I think time and time and time again, it's, it's shown that cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. In fact, if you look at the Framingham data, longest-running cardiovascular disease risk, and we may have talked about this in our last cholesterol podcast, um, the, the patients that lived the longest had an elevated LDL it's not cholesterol it's not cholesterol it's not cholesterol it's the impact of inflammation oxidation glycation on cholesterol if think about your house you can have a house fire is the is the problem the house no the problem is the fire we can make we can make it where you cannot have a house fire by removing the house but you don't have a house we can prevent or we can lower the risk, I should say, of cardiovascular disease by dramatically lowering your cholesterol. But then you won't be able to make appropriate amounts of vitamin D, bile acids, testosterone, sex hormones, uh, you know, all of your, um, you know, pregnenolone and, and all of these other adrenal hormones as well. So there are negatives, not to mention the impact on your brain and all of those things. So there are multiple reasons you need that cholesterol. The problem is not cholesterol. The problem is the cholesterol composition, which is impacted by inflammation, oxidation, glycation, that your underlying physiology, that is where the focus needs to be. So when a patient comes in and like, like my buddy the other day and his LDL is up, I may not do anything specifically about that. The only other option for him is to put him on a statin, which has never been shown to be effective for a guy like him. They've been shown to be effective for middle-aged men with a previous event. He's never had an event. So there are no studies or there is not the preponderance of evidence is does not support the use of statins, even though that's what we've been led to believe uh, in in that patient just hasn't been shown. And so in terms
1: of uh, preventative preventative, because we we want to take action before
0: uh, an event happens. Absolutely. What would you recommend? Optimizing overall health specifically in regards to inflammation, oxidation, glycation. Okay. Lower those three things. Make sure that your overall health is good. Exercise is good. Stress reduction is good. You know, those, your, uh, your nutritional levels are good. Homocysteine levels are low. You're methylating well. Uh, you've got good amounts of B vitamins. Nitric oxide is optimized. Endothelial function is optimized. And all of those things can be done, and we evaluate and manage our patients based on all of those labs.
1: Okay, and so the the lipid profile or the, the cholesterol panel, the lab that you're running, um, that is just one of the many labs that you might use to, eval- to evaluate a patient's overall health. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah, You. I would strongly discourage anyone from just looking at their cholesterol and saying, I'm going to die because I have X. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is so much more to that picture, and that's why— the data gets fuzzy. All of the data that supports the use of, we got to give you these meds to lower your cholesterol. And I, I would argue that statins are beneficial for some patients, um, but the data to support using it across the board is so freaking skewed by the pharmaceutical industry that I don't believe it applies across the board. Like they want to, they, like we've been led to believe. So if
1: there are listeners out there that want to learn more about the panels that you can offer them or uh, what panels they should be getting,
0: uh, where would you suggest they do and go? Well, obviously, I would recommend they come to see us in our clinic because we want to establish or we want to evaluate your overall health. Uh, Certainly, you can call our clinic at 918-935-3636. Uh, our website at revolutionhealth.org. I've got a pretty comprehensive uh, discussion of the, the labs that we will often focus on. Uh, now, each patient, we have to evaluate them individually, and we're going to order our labs individually based on their problem, their issue, their concern.
1: Okay. Well, Dr. Edwards, thank you so much for talking to us today about cholesterol,
0: and more importantly, the testing of cholesterol. That's right. And there is so much more to come on this. We got a lot to talk about. We
1: got a cholesterol series coming up, and so you'll hear more episodes in this cholesterol series and we'll sprinkle through some other topics and subjects along the way. But Dr. Edwards, thank you again. Thank you. Talk Have to a to great you. weekend. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards. Tune in next week where we will be going against the grain.
0: Are you tired and fatigued? Are you frustrated with doctors because they just don't seem to listen? Do you want to fix your pain without surgery? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then we are the clinic for you. We offer prolotherapy, PRP or platelet-rich plasma therapy, and stem cell injections, IV nutritional therapies, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and functional medicine to get you back on track to optimal health. Call our clinic at 918-935-3636 or visit our website at www.revolutionhealth.org to schedule your appointment today.